of my lovely, lovely spiritual beings having a human experience. I created this podcast in hopes to ease our minds, bodies, and spirits while enduring all that life has to throw at us. So guys, how have you been since our last daily talk? I absolutely love getting to sit down with you guys and, you know, just talk about everything that's probably on, you know, everyone's brain, mind, popping up in our lives, you know, different lessons, truths that we're running from. I just love that we're creating this space together and, you know, really just diving deep into the things that most people don't want to talk about. I love that for us. Oh, guys, this is going to be a doozy. Like, this one is going to be a doozy. Today, we're going to be talking about people-pleasing and boundary-setting. That's why I said it's going to be a doozy because I know so many people struggle with this a lot more frequently than I think we even realize or even care to realize. A lot of us are actually people pleasers and don't notice for so long because like, you know, people pleasing is looked at as a, um, what is it called? A trauma response you know, over time, you start developing these characteristics of trying to appease people, you know, trying to uphold, you know, um, a neutral connection with them, you know, not really rocking the boat or tipping it to a negative side, trying to keep it on the positive side as much as possible at, you know, any expense, usually an expense of yourself. So just even with that little snippet, that was just a little, whew, you can just, from that, you can understand, like, people-pleasing it's it's a heavy topic. It really is a heavy heavy topic. So, guys, I feel like I've said that every single week that we sit down for our daily talks that it's like going to be a doozy, but it's because like we've been talking about the things that are important but also very very super duper uncomfortable. But what I've learned in life and going through like my spiritual awakenings and my, you know, journey of healing and stuff, that it's in that space of like feeling uncomfortable and feeling like icky like i don't want to be in this place like in this this era this space where you're able to tap into your fullest potential and your growth like that's where you start to find you you'll grow like if you don't fit it's almost like if you put a seed in a box you know think of it like that i'm giving you a metaphor whatever putting a seed in a box and you know you give the seed whatever it needs to grow like you know soil water sunlight I guess whatever and then the seed starts growing well eventually the seed I feel like once it starts to you know get bigger like I'm imagining in your head like close your eyes and imagine it growing and growing and then eventually like growing to the point where it needs more room like it's being confined by being in this tiny box because it started out small like a seed and the box fit it but then at some point when the seed started to change and transform and grow the box the environment no longer was supporting the seed the way it needed to so the seed grew out of it the seed grew past the barrier and expanded so it's just in those uncomfortable places where we're just like, I can't stay here. I have to like go. And growth is usually the way that, you know, I feel like most people go. Oh, guys, 
with this episode topic, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm pretty much calling myself out, okay? Like, it's it's one of those topics. That's why I said it's gonna be a doozy. Even though, yes, I am good at adapting when change is thrown my way, I do, on the flip side, have these people-pleasing tendencies and find myself lacking strong and healthy boundaries throughout different aspects of my life and it really is sucky guys like for anybody that is a people pleaser or just lacks healthy boundaries in general like you know how draining it can be when you're not advocating for yourself when you're not sticking up for yourself oh my gosh it's so tiring it's so exhausting for any of my spiritual people like any empaths like it's it's draining. That's like the best word that I can say. 444 on a timestamp. It's just draining. It's exhausting. It's terrible. Which is why I'm uncomfortable in this space and I'm trying to learn how to get out of it and to stop doing these things because I know it's no longer or not even no longer. I know it's not benefiting me and it never has benefited me. But before without having the knowledge I do now, I thought, I guess, it was benefiting me. And I forgive my younger self for following down this path because she didn't know. She didn't have the information that I do now. But that's why I'm here loving on her, hugging her, and helping her work through it. So, guys, this episode name, let's start there. Are you really good at adapting? Are you just people-pleasing? Just had to give you a little second because, whew. Are you really good at adapting or are you just people pleasing? Guys, this is why I said I was calling myself out because, yeah, wow, it's it's crazy. Okay, so are you a people pleaser? Let's start there because anytime you come up with a problem, what is one of the first things that you have to do? Identify the fact that there is even a problem. And then that's when you start breaking it down, you know, stuff like that. Okay, so let's start off with what is a people pleaser? A people pleaser is a person who consistently strives to please others, often sacrificing their own wants or needs in the process. So with that being said, I feel like that is kind of self-explanatory. You're sacrificing what is beneficial for you. You're sacrificing your well-being and your sanity, your feelings, to appease to somebody else's standards, expectations, wants, needs, feelings, emotions, whatever the case may be. That is not good. Anytime you have to sacrifice something that would make you feel better or that would help you overall like your health, your well-being, and your mind in order to benefit someone else, that's not okay. Like you shouldn't be okay with that. And then if that person is okay with you doing that, like consistently or constantly, that's not okay. Like, no, we have to stop that. It's not okay at all. So let's start getting into, now that we know what a people pleaser is, let's start getting into some of the tendencies that they have. Signs of people pleasing are you pretend to have no opinion of your own to avoid going against the crowd. You know, if someone like you're in a group, for an example, I feel like this is kind of easy, but like if you're in a group of friends and, you know, you're talking about an artist or something and the first person that came to my mind, honestly, is J. Cole. You guys are talking like somebody brings up J. Cole and they were like, oh, my gosh, like he's such like, oh, my gosh, he's just so lyrical. Like, I just love him. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's amazing. I love his lyrics. I love his music. I love the chorus. Like I just love the message behind it, all of that, yada, yada, yada. And then there, you know, some might be somebody else 
that doesn't like J. Cole as much, so they might be quiet or they might like voice their opinion. And then it comes to you and they're like, well, what do you think? And then you're, you may not actually listen to J. Cole at all. Like you may not even know who they're talking about, but because you have these people pleasing tendencies and you don't want anybody to be upset with you. You don't want anybody to like reject you or act, you know, harshly or just like say anything or maybe even like tease you in a way or anything that would like make you feel uncomfortable. You just go with the grain. Like you just say, yeah, like I like J. Cole. Like I like a lot of his music or I like his songs. And sometimes when you do that, that's when you get cut off. They're like, oh my God, what songs do you like? <laughs> Has that ever happened to y'all? It hasn't happened to me because I don't do that. Because I don't want to end up in a situation like that where I have to, like, just be stuck like a stoop because I don't know any songs. Or I, I forget. Like, yeah, as soon as you get the stuttering, they're going to be like, caught. Okay, another one. You feel responsible for protecting and or maintaining the feelings of others. That kind of goes into the one that I just previously talked about, you know, wanting to... um appease people like not get them upset with you or anything like that but it also could go under like keeping people happy or satisfied even if it's not with you if it's just with life in general um that that's kind of counts I'm trying to think of an example I can give you yeah I'm trying to give I, I can't think of something right now sorry guys I can't think of something for that but we're gonna move on to the next one this one is like a it's it's a this is a dead giveaway. You struggle with saying no. I struggle with saying no. It's almost as if no is not in my vocabulary. It's actually quite crazy and ironic because I feel like some people could definitely tell you like, Nakaya, no. Yeah, definitely. That's her favorite word. And other people would be like, no, I actually never hear her tell me no. I never hear her like tell me no or complain about anything that I'm asking her to do or like or like anything like I don't really I rarely hear her complain about anything that like goes on or I never hear her tell me no like she can or she won't do it or she doesn't feel like it because I'm just always that friend that just shows up the consistency is there it's there just because I know how it feels to be alone and I don't want anybody that I consider to be a loved one of mine or someone that's on my radar to feel like they're alone because then I feel like I'm not doing my part as a friend to like make sure you know no matter what like storms you're going through no matter how sunny and bright it is in your world I will always be here whether you want to celebrate together you need to cry together or you need to be silent together I'll be down for it all it don't matter so let's get into the next one you over explain yourself when saying no that would be like an example of, you know, your friend asks you to go to dinner, you know, maybe it's a double date or something like that, and you're really not feeling well, like maybe your stomach hurts, or not even that, like maybe you're just really not feeling up to it, you know, you had a bad breakup a few months back, you're not really feeling getting back into the dating scene, or you just haven't had good luck in the dating world, and you just want to take a break, you want to sit this one out, but she's like really, really persistent, so of course, because you don't want her to get upset with you, you don't want her to feel you know, you don't want to feel that disappointment from her for not showing up or for not, you know, coming through. So you just say yes. You just go along with it. That would be the, you know, struggle with saying no. Now, the other part of that is saying no and then over explaining yourself. If you tell your friend, no, like I'm not really feeling up to it. And then she maybe like gives you a little lip about it or, you know, makes you feel like something's 
like she's bothered by or maybe you just are overthinking you're kind of spiraling because sometimes that does happen we as people pleasers will start to overthink and we will start to spiral into our thoughts and it gets bad like I've been in a lot of situations where I have spiraled into my overthinking and it's really I don't like to say not fun because obviously duh it's like you're spiraling why would that be fun it's just not a pleasant experience by any means at all whatsoever like you would think overthinking in a lot of ways we think overthinking helps us because we feel like oh my gosh it's protecting me like if I overthink I know every possible scenario and situation that could possibly play out so I can prepare for it but the thing is most of the times only one out of all of those things that you just filled your brain with and spent your time worrying about and constructing only one of them is going to happen only one and sometimes people surprise you but most of the times you even think about the surprise ones so it's just like wow but it just it's it's not it's not helpful it it really isn't helpful with the overthinking like you put yourself into overdrive you keep your nervous system at like a heightened sensitivity and it's it's really not good like it's just not good overall and then the over explaining yourself your friend gets upset you feel the energy change and then you start saying well it's not that I don't want to go or you know whatever you say and then you're like it's just I really don't feel good you know I had a long day I I just I've, I haven't been feeling well you know dating it's just you don't have to do that and I do that a lot like I feel so shitty when I tell somebody no and because I feel like you know they're depending on me obviously that's why they're asking me like they're looking for me to say yes so it really makes me feel so shitty when I tell somebody no and I have like always I feel like I've been a people people pleaser for as long as I can remember like it's a childhood it's something that started in my childhood which we will talk about in a little bit but yeah, and I've just kind of continued those tendencies. But now I'm like waking up to it like, oh, this is not okay. I don't like doing this. I don't like the way that it makes me feel. So let's work on that. Let's open up that can of worms. Or let's just open that can because I don't like bugs. Ew. Okay, let's go to the next one. You avoid confrontation at all costs, even that of your own mental peace. That one is like, say somebody offends you. It could be like a close friend because I feel like a lot of my people pleasing tendencies are with like loved ones and close friends, not so much like the outer world. The outer world is who I can say no to my loved ones. It's hard for me to do that, like friends, family, stuff like that. So say, you know, they say something to offend you, make a joke or whatever. And of course, you don't like confrontation. You don't like arguing. Even this friend may not even be somebody that is like what is the word I'm looking for this friend might not even be somebody that has a temper or that like reacts badly they may be so kind and like gentle and sweet or whatever and like very mature and like approach things you know maturely but your brain once again our brains will send you send us into an overdrive into a spiral just making us just think about all these things and then of course it makes us feel like well, now I can't say how I feel because I don't want to rock the boat. Not only that, but also going back to a lot of um, what I've heard about people pleasing is it starts in the childhood where a child is convinced or made to believe that their feelings, having their own feelings, having their own wants, needs and emotions is inconvenient for whoever, you know, caretaker, parents, you know, siblings, whoever it is 
is very detrimental to a child to feel like what they want, what they need, what they feel is inconvenient because then as you get older, that becomes something that you're carrying around, you're walking with. Why we have people pleasers walking on this earth. It's a very sad, vicious cycle that we're all trying to probably break. Okay, let's move on to the next one. You adapt your personality to please those around you. That one I feel like kind of is like an umbrella one for all of these. That's pretty much what you're doing in each of these because you don't want to upset somebody else. You're hiding how you feel. You're being quiet. You're silencing yourself. You're avoiding certain conversations. You're avoiding having your own identity, like just all that type of stuff. So I feel like that's an umbrella one for like all of them. Let's go to the next one. Constantly saying sorry, even if there's no reason to be or you don't want to say sorry. This is me to a T. Anybody in my personal life could probably testify to this. I say sorry like it's my favorite phrase in the entire world. Excuse me. I say it like it's my saving grace, guys. It's really bad. And I've been like that for a long time. And I'm aware of it now before I don't think I was. And then, like, I think people kind of started calling me on the bullshit. And they were just like, why are you always saying sorry? Like, stop saying sorry. Some people would be really sweet. They would be like, no, you don't have anything to be sorry about. Like, no, you're fine. Like, it's okay. But again, being a child who was, you know, kind of made to feel like my feelings, my needs, and my wants, my emotions were inconvenient for adults or inconvenient for those around me so I kind of just had to bottle it all up and then just shut up about it so it was just like you know I'm sorry like I'm sorry that I'm taking up space I'm sorry that I'm existing right now I'm sorry that I'm having my own feelings as a person as a human being experiencing this lifetime I'm sorry like that when you hear it out loud it's like huh you're sorry for what you're sorry for taking up space, but as you fucking should, you should be taking up space. Take up as much space as you want, as much space as your personality, your beauty, your essence, your love, your heart can fill. Take it all up. Take it up, especially around me. You better light up the room because I'm going to light it up with you. Okay, so let's go to the, I got to stop. Let's go to the next one. The feeling or belief that one's feelings or emotions are inconvenient. That's, you know, what we just said. Uh, the next one or the last one is allows takers unlimited access to your supply, even though they've shown their toxic patterns. Basically, you're too forgiving. I know so many of us have heard, you know, there are a lot of people that have the skill to like just deny someone access. Like after you fuck up yet, you're done. You're done. And I aspire to have that. That that trait, that that quality, that essence where I'm just like middle fingers to you, hit the curb, literally. Go put yourself in a ditch and just leave me alone because I don't care. I aspire to be there and I'm getting there. So, you know, it's coming. You don't got to worry, guys. It's coming. With that, I just feel like... <sighs> being too forgiving. I've always been too forgiving. I've always had friends tell me like, Nakaya, you're way too nice. Like you let people walk all over you, yada, yada, yada. And you know, I learned my lesson, guys. I learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. Thank you very much. All right. So let's, my God, this is where it gets, oh, oh my goodness. All right. Let's dig up these roots. 
We got to dig them up. All right, y'all. It's important, of course, to try to understand like where these behaviors come from and the way of thinking before trying to do a full on 360. You can't just automatically say one second, okay, or one day I'm a people pleaser. And then the next day or like the next week, completely change your mindset, change your behaviors, change the way you go about things. Like you're reprogramming your brain your body, your nervous system to respond differently to these situations that are so similar to one that sticks out in your brain from childhood, from young adolescence, from whenever. That is a lot. That's why I'm saying you have to slow down. You have to take a moment. It cannot happen overnight. It won't happen in a week. Just because you're not seeing the exact progress or results right in front of your face immediately does not mean behind the scenes it isn't happening. Little progress is still progress. It doesn't matter. Baby steps are still steps. It does not matter. You have to do small things to learn to do big things. Period. Mm -hmm. Eat them up. So, that would just really overwhelm you trying to do a full 360. That's why I'm just like, please don't try to do that. Like, really pace yourself. That's why I'm trying to pace myself. I'm not forcing myself to completely just stop being a people pleaser and just say no every time I want to say no and address my feelings every time. But it really starts small. And it's all about also surrounding yourself with people who allow you to do that, or who also hold you accountable to hold yourself accountable. Because sometimes we're not always able to. Like, even though you might hold yourself accountable in majority of the aspects in your life, there are going to be some where you may not be as good at holding yourself accountable or not as good at self-disciplining yourself. Like it happens. Don't be hard on yourself. Be very kind and gentle. Remember you are your own best friend. Okay. So let's talk about the root. The root that I usually hear when it comes to people pleasing and how that all starts is the childhood trauma and unfortunately that's where it starts for little old me doing things as a child that align with parents wants needs and beliefs resulted in the child receiving attention and possibly affection in some cases it's not always like that for everybody this is seen as positive reinforcement when you positively reinforce a particular behavior in a child or in anybody, you're shaping the child to become a people-pleasing adult. You're doing, well, not in, in this particular situation, I should say. But when you do positively reinforce something, you're basically sending a message to the brain, to the body, to the human themselves, that what they're doing you want to continue. Good things can happen when they continue this behavior. So when you have a child who is receiving love, attention, receiving anything that feels good to them, every time that they appease their parent or appease their caretaker, every time that they make them happy because they did something that they asked them or they followed along with their beliefs or followed along with what they wanted them to do, meaning they... Well, not meaning, but at the same time, this child is also sacrificing pieces of themselves, maybe their happiness, maybe their childhood. Like in some cases, parents ask children to be older than they are at that age, take care of siblings, take care of the household, sometimes take care of the parents, their damn selves. 
So it's just like when you're doing that, it's not just, you know, little old things like, oh, um, can you can you pick up your toys and put them in, in the cubby? Like, it's not stuff like that. It's like other like deeper things, like things that kind of hit a root that really traumatize somebody, you know, traumatize a kid. So moving on to the next point, it's kind of like similar to being a doll, you know, like falling in line with what is expected and or asked of us, even if it goes against what we feel is right within our own spirit. And that's what I was saying about like, you know, the childhood trauma. You're following along with what somebody else wants you to do. And I'm not, I can't remember how it is like everywhere. So please don't get upset with me, guys. Like this is not something I remember from school. But at least where I live, once you turn 18, you're pretty much an adult. You get to make your own decisions, do certain things. So if you're thinking, like, if you really put it into perspective, because I was thinking about it the other day, like, wow, I feel like, wow, just wow, wow. Let's just talk about it. So at the age of 18 is when you can start making your own decisions. Your parents have no right to tell you what to do anymore. They can for whatever moral right they feel like they have, but as rights and laws, they have no right anymore. Like, it's revoked, basically. It's like, yeet, took it back. That's crazy. So, with that being said, you most likely will struggle with people-pleasing because of the fact that when you were younger, you were constantly made to feel like if you don't do this, which is what I want, regardless of how you feel or what you think, I'm not giving you X, Y, and Z, which is what you actually want or what you would want in return. That's terrible. What kind of transaction is that? That's not. Why are we even talking about a, a caretaker and a child having a transaction of love and affection or of anything of that sort? Like, what even is this world coming to that I have to depict a, a situation like that? Like, that's crazy. But like I was saying, with being 18, before that, you're literally living life under someone else's beliefs, rules, perception of the world, their paradigm, their wants and their needs. Like you're living under someone else's and not saying that that isn't the normal because yeah, of course, children, young adolescents need some direction. They need guidance. But in the world that we live in, it's also hard to find that genuine guidance when everybody is struggling with trauma in their own way. Our parents are struggling with trauma. Their parents are still low-key struggling with trauma. Our siblings are struggling. Like, everybody in this world is, I feel like, struggling from some sort of trauma in their own life, in their own way, in their own... Yeah, just in their own way. Like, it's everybody is living their own individual story. You just cross paths with people. Some people don't even include you in their book. Like, it's like that. Your name will not cross a page. And other people, your name will cross a few pages, maybe just one story, one particular chapter, maybe the whole entire book. Like, it's just all about life and where life takes you. But like I was saying, when you're young until the age of 18, you are following someone else's rules, beliefs, and all of that. And it's hard because in a lot of cases, once you start getting to your adolescence, you start wanting to and having this need to develop your own identity. Like some kids rebel because it's like they completely don't like what their parents believe in or what their parents are asking or abiding by. And on top of that, some parents are forceful. Like they try to 
not even try they make you follow with whatever they want you to do they make you fall in line and that's where the trauma comes from that's where the people pleasing comes from because we're just a bunch of young children who grew up and and never really healed that trauma as or never healed the trauma where we realized i don't have to do x y and z or sacrifice my own well-being my mental sanity and peace just to make you happy i still have to put me first there's nothing wrong with putting ourselves first it's very selfful not selfish to put ourselves first when we are functioning at our best capacity we are able to help others in life we're able to be our best selves in general it's not just so we can help others it's also for ourselves to show up as our best selves whenever we're moving i am pretty sure that i said this earlier in our daily talk but usually this stems from in childhood trauma it usually stems from the child being taught that having feelings of their own needs wants it's pretty much an inconvenience or it's a burden and that's why a lot of people walk around like they don't they bottle things up because they don't want to burden people with their problems it's kind of like a this is my burden to bear or my cross to bear like i'm not handing my handing my load off to anybody else like i'm responsible for it but the thing is sometimes you need help like sometimes the rock is too heavy and you need a little extra nudge from someone else to help motivate you to help get you moving so yes the next one is you can't be there for me if you're having all these big feelings and emotions of your own that pretty much ties into the previous one but it's just a different i guess outlook on it you could say it's just you know showing that in these specific traumatic experiences that really shape the child into a people-pleasing adult and individual you're really just taught that your feelings are inconvenient they're not of as much importance or priority as you know your caretaker your parent your your friend like whoever it is that you know traumatizes you into believing this and shaping you into this people-pleasing person so with that being said it's hard you know being an adult who is navigating life who's navigating relationships and friendships with the experiences that they do have or the experiences they date that they don't have you know just kind of winging it it's hard for us to step out of that feeling like a burden, feeling inconvenient, feeling like we have to shell our emotions and feelings up, our wants and needs, because there is no room for us to be ourselves. There is no room for us to want things, to go after anything or to reward ourselves or give ourselves anything we are only here to serve other people to make other people happy to please other people that's kind of the role that we've given to ourselves our next big point is who am i when it comes to being a people pleaser most times when you're functioning from that people pleasing quote-unquote safe haven usually begin to start having an identity crisis like you really start looking in the mirror asking yourself who am i because you've created this personality you've created this shell that adapts to literally whatever the environment 
is asking for, whatever the people in the environment are requiring, asking for, expecting, wanting, needing, you shape shift into that. Literally, whatever they want. If someone was like, I want a dog, you're a dog. If you, if someone says, I want a cat or a parrot, that's what you shaped in. You morph yourself into whatever they want and mold yourself into this individual that they're going to be most pleased with, which overall is really not helpful and beneficial to us because we're not showing up as our authentic selves, which is a disservice to everybody and to the world and the universe. So it usually starts to occur the identity crisis when they're when people pleasers are no longer receiving that validation or attention from the person they aim to please. Now, I guess you could say this is hard to describe like, you know, the target of pleasure. You you could say, I guess that kind of, you know, we're just going to go with that because it changes like of course it starts in the childhood so of course it's your caretaker parent you know whoever it is grandparent whoever's taking care of you you know solely responsible for you it starts there as you move through life it starts becoming you know other things you know at different points in life you start focusing naturally on certain aspects so when you're younger probably like friends some people just focus on themselves so I feel like the people pleasing isn't really in those individuals because they kind of like go into themselves become introverts um but then you start focusing on when you get older like you know past the friendship stage you get to relationships you start trying to appease partners a lot of people run into toxic patterns and cycles and partners because they're people pleasers you may not be a people pleaser when it comes to your friends but you may be a people pleaser when it comes to your relationships or vice versa maybe not in a relationship but when it comes to your friends you're a people pleaser so moving on from that part you have to listen quiet the voices of everyone around you asking you to be a certain way or calling you to focus solely on their needs and wants focus on you what is it that makes your body your mind and your soul feel at ease in the long term because when it comes to people pleasing people pleasing is usually set on a short-term basis usually someone is asking you right then and there to do something and you're giving it right up immediately unless it's kind of something like you know planning in advance and you know you have a busy week already and like it's monday and you already have a whole bunch of things packed for your week and someone asks you maybe to go out on thursday that isn't something they're asking you to necessarily do right in the moment but it kind of is. They're they're basically asking you in that moment whether or not you feel comfortable with doing whatever is being asked. In that moment, you're making the decision. That's what they're asking. Now, I did see a video earlier that was like, <clears throat> to help with that, giving yourself a pause, using responses that kind of help delay your answer, not in an avoidance way, but you know, it's giving you time to really sit in process your feelings process what you're thinking see what feels right in your body to sit with yourself before you know just giving an answer based off of impulse or based off of you know a traumatic experience or a trauma response it's very important to take that pause guys that's what i'm basically saying so people's opinions and standards are constantly changing so i feel like something that i have been something that I feel like I have grown to learn is you're not going to be able to please everybody. It's literally impossible to please everybody on this world or to please all of your close loved ones and stuff. It's impossible. So it's 
much, much better to just worry about pleasing one motherfucking person, your damn self, because that's ultimately who you lay down with every night, who you get up to see, who you travel throughout the day with, who you travel through life with, who you go on this journey with. So if you're not liking yourself, if you're not liking you, what the fuck are you doing? Life cannot be enjoyable for you if you're walking around hating yourself or walking around feeling like you don't deserve to be here, walking around feeling like you don't deserve to take up fucking space when you fucking do. This universe is huge as shit and you get to be a part of it. You carry the universe within you. You are connected to everything in this entire fucking universe. So why should your badass not be able to take up space? That's crazy. It's literally crazy that some of us, a lot of us think like this. Like we think that we're not allowed to be spiritual beings having a human experience feeling all these big emotions feeling all these different things that most of us have never experienced before even if you have in a past life you don't usually remember that stuff unless you're deeply tapped into your spirituality and you're deeply tapped into doing the work to help you bring up all of that information and downloading all of that previous knowledge from where you have been where you've traveled what you've seen we're just not going to be able to please everybody and that's okay it's okay just worry about appeasing yourself that's what's important that's how you mold your own identity that's how you become your own person by listening to your inner voice listening to the one that is kind the one that's gentle the one that's harsh and mean is really not your inner voice it's everyone else's it just sounds like you I'm going to say it again, that inner voice that's harsh, mean, and rude, that bully inside of you, it's everybody else's voice. It's not yours. It only sounds like you because it's tricking you. It's trying to make you think that you are the problem, that you're telling yourself you're not good enough. When it really started from someone else's mouth and you just internalize those words, you internalize that energy and that intention that came with it. But that is not yours to walk around and carry. That is not yours to be responsible for working through or healing. Let that shit go let it go we have to let it go i'm trying to let it go you should be trying to let it go i hope you are trying to let it go because we're going to be able to do it we have to believe in ourselves and i do believe in us i know we can do it but like i said you really have to silence everyone else's voice to be able to tap in with yourself and become your own person and if we're constantly trying to appease others we'll never truly be able to settle into our own individuality because we're so caught up in what everyone else wants and is expecting of us and who they want us to be instead of just saying fuck all of y'all and being ourselves which is literally what we should be doing be your authentic self it's much better that way and the universe works more in your favor when you show up as your authentic self because the universe already knows you they're just waiting for you to figure out yourself and they're helping you of course along the way all right now guys with the identity i've been saying this this whole time because it ties into so many different parts of this whole entire thing take up fucking space you literally matter and you are matter in a scientific way of course you physically take up space that's good that's that's 
You're supposed to. You're here for a reason. Energetically, spiritually, you take up space. Now, it's up to you to determine whether or not you're filling this space with negative, dark energy or whether or not you're filling with positive, you know, light, loving energy and, you know, a bright aura or a deep aura, you know, something that's really tender, something that's touching, something that's powerful, strong, something that's uplifting, inspiring, if you will. It's okay to take up space. I know I'm telling this to you, so please listen to me, okay? I'm affirming you. I'm reassuring you right now. Listen to my words when I tell you. You have to let go of the narrative that whoever made you believe that you're not allowed to take up space, that you're not allowed to have your own feelings, that you're not allowed to have your own thoughts, wants, and needs. You have to let whatever they said to you, however they said it, you have to let that go. I'm asking you, I'm telling you it's time to let it go. That is not your burden to carry any to carry anymore. It's not. It's theirs. And think about it. They're probably walking around free, not even thinking about what they said to you all those years ago, not even facing what they said to you or how they made you feel all those years ago. You know why? Because they shaped you into a people-pleasing young child and individual who no longer felt like they deserved to speak about how they felt when someone hurt them. So they continued allowing somebody to step on them, to walk all over them, to treat them however they wanted. Instead of taking up space, instead of speaking on how they felt, raising their voice until somebody started listening or until everybody stopped and listened. Because you matter. You deserve to feel like you're being listened to, like you're important, like how you feel is valued, like somebody cares. In a world that seems so cold everywhere we turn, it's very important to feel like you are loved, to know that you are loved, and to have a support system who's always cheering you on. It's very, very important to have that. With taking up space, you don't have to sacrifice your needs or your wants in order to consider or work with someone else's. Like you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to let go of what you want just to be able to abide by someone else or to let them take up space. You are allowed to exist at the same time as everyone else. That's why we're all here. You filling a room does not mean you're taking away from space from someone else. They're filling it just as much as you. Two individuals walking into a room and filling it with as much energy, powerful, strong energy as they have is not taking away from the other person or taking away from anyone else in the room. It's mixing. It's combining. It's coming together. That's why when you walk in a room and it feels just so good, it just overall feels great because energy is mixing. When you walk into a room and it feels weird, you feel anxiety. It's because energies are mixing that do not belong. Energies are mixing that really are polar opposites in every way and every fiber and every being. It's just completely opposite. And that's why you're having those issues and you're feeling that anxiety. This world is so huge. It does not have to be them or us, or you. Like I said, you are allowed to take up space at the same time as everybody else. Do not let anybody convince you. Stop letting whoever convince you that you're not allowed to walk in your own shoes and take up space. You are. 
that being said, if anyone doesn't allow you to be who you are, your authentic self, if anyone doesn't allow you to start discovering your individuality outside of your people-pleasing tendencies and old lifestyle and old mindset, they have to go. They are not for you. If they're not considering your wants and needs, if they're not making it a priority, just like you're making it a priority to care for them and to cater to their wants and needs and whatever they want you to do to please them, they are not for you. They're not for you. You're giving too much and all they're doing is taking. They're not filling your cup in return. They're not giving you anything in return. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's like love bombing, a bunch of empty promises, bunch of sweet nothings. That's what it's giving. So during some of my extra research for this topic, because as I said, I am also still learning how to manage this in my own life. So everything I'm not going to know because I am just learning as I go, you know. This is kind of like stuff that I've just come up with during my journey recently, like in the past few weeks, past few months, past few years, like some things that I've gathered or that I've come to realize over time. So with this particular thing being applied to relationships, friendships, just connections in general, it gets a little, it gets a little fuzzy, gets a little fuzzy because it's difficult. Like you don't want to obviously upset someone that you care for. And you don't want to rock the boat. Like, you don't want to cause any friction or confrontation with them. But then, the, again, that's where the people-pleasing starts to happen. When you're allowing somebody to keep doing something, hurting you, or whatever the case may be, and you're sacrificing your peace by not speaking up, by not telling them how you're feeling, that's not fair. So an example that I actually found when I was doing my research and stuff, they explained it best with this one. I feel like this is kind of one that's, I feel like, simple for people to understand, I guess. That's why they picked it. And that's why I was just like, okay, this makes sense. Was an example being cleaning the dishes or house in order to keep your parent from getting upset with you and bullying you or verbally abusing you or just... I wouldn't say nagging because nagging is like, I don't really think that's... A bad thing I think that's kind of like a normal thing but like I said verbally abusing you just really hounding you this one basically says if someone if you're not doing it out of a genuine intention because you're being made to feel like if you don't do this you are worthless you mean nothing you're um you're not you're not doing what I want you to do you're not good enough with that being said it makes it harder for you as a child growing up to create a genuine connection you're not able to do things because you want to because you want to be kind from a genuine place you're doing it because you're being made to and then they started to touch on a little bit of resentment like you can start to resent people I've seen this happen in like friendships I feel like I've experienced this myself like it gets to a point where you're sacrificing yourself so much so frequently you're chipping away at your own identity you start not recognizing yourself not only that but when you're allowing somebody to keep hurting you keep disappointing you or keep requiring you to not be your authentic self not speak on how you feel it pretty much backfires because now you're the one that's not holding yourself accountable not holding them accountable and speaking up on how you feel so 
you're starting to resent them because you're just like having all of these feelings bottled up and you're displacing them. You're not actually addressing the issue. So maybe you start being passive aggressive because sometimes when you're not addressing it, it does come out in passive aggressiveness, which isn't the way to handle situations and problems either. It's just really not. I don't think it's an effective way to go about life. I feel like people should be assertive. I do try to be assertive, but again, with the people pleasing, it's hard for me to do that. But I don't go the passive aggressive route. I would just stay silent and just shut up and not say anything rather than say something. But sometimes I can be assertive. I'm actually, I feel like somewhat good with that in different aspects. So doing this task, you're simply not doing it out of a kind place or because you're trying to be you know, compassionate or, you know, anything like that. You're doing it because you're trying to please someone in fear of consequence or because you're looking for that, again, positive reinforcement to make you feel good, to feel like you're needed, to feel important, to feel like you are good enough, to validate you, to validate your existence. Like I said, you have no sense of identity. So you're waiting for that said person to tell you, this is why you're here. This right here is why you're here. And after being traumatized for so long, you don't see it as a bad thing. It feels normal. It becomes your norm, your everyday. When something is introduced to you every day, how can you really look at it any other way than normal or right? Like how? It's just a very difficult concept to step out of. And I feel like it is like that for a lot of people especially in the people-pleasing world. It's really sad. Now, next thing. This is kind of our last category topic. This one is, it's all about how you think. Something that I, it's all about how you think. Know that this mindset and way of being no longer serves you. You know, we let go of things that no longer serve us, no longer align with us or the way that we want to be or our higher selves. You cannot function properly if you're sacrificing yourself in order to make others feel content or fulfilled. This is like, guys, I cannot stress this enough. Mindset is really, I feel like what I've been learning in life lately, what I've been being taught and shown is that our mindset is really where it starts. Like, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. And like I said earlier, it's not a 360 that happens like overnight or that happens in like a week. Like it takes time. You're reprogramming your brain to work differently, for your body to respond differently, for your nervous system to approach situations from a more calming and peaceful place rather than always being just riddled with anxiety, like just all over and frantic and just in panic or fight or flight mode. So with saying it's all about your mindset, you have to remind yourself that it's okay for you to be able to say no. These are when the boundaries come into play. It's okay for you to say no. It's okay for you to not have to explain yourself. No is a sentence. Nothing else has to come after that. Nothing else has to come after you saying no. That bottom line, that's, that's what it is. Also, so with talking about mindset with this particular topic, I feel like it's very important for us, for anyone who's spiritual 
or you know just in general likes writing and stuff it's important for us to because I've been trying to get into this a little bit more affirmations definitely really help with this affirming yourself that you deserve to take up space that you deserve to be loved you deserve to be cared for you deserve to have feelings you deserve to be able to process your feelings to express your feelings to express yourself you deserve to have your own identity you deserve to be your own person and even affirmations that heal your inner child the inner child in me deserve to be loved she is loved or he is loved or they are loved my inner child is safe and secure. My inner child is no longer sacrificing things that they want to appease or please others. My inner child is healing. My inner child is safe. My inner child is protected by me. My inner teen is no longer rebelling. My inner teen is starting to be more patient, like stuff like that. You can make up your own affirmations. You can search up affirmations online. You can search up affirmations tailored towards this specific topic that we're talking about, like dealing with people-pleasing tendencies, dealing with boundary setting. Healthy boundaries are very important when it comes to people-pleasing. It helps you not put up a wall, but it helps you put up a safety guard just in case you start falling back into particular patterns or particular cycles if you already set the boundary in the beginning it's a little bit easier for other people to navigate that especially like when you have issues like people pleasing like it's not like you're just doing this just because you want to like I seen a video earlier on TikTok when I was like kind of doing some of my extra research and it was a lady talking about how she feels like people pleasing is very manipulative and it's well, it's definitely toxic, but manipulative, no, not in my opinion, because it, they were making it seem like because you're trying to be in control, it's very, it's a very selfish thing for you to do because you're trying to be in control, so you're manipulating the situation so that way you basically get what you want, but I was just like, no, because the intention behind it is not necessarily to control the situation it's to not upset someone that you care about and that you love like at least that is what it's for that is what it is for me and I've actually heard like a lot of other people say that's what it is for them like you don't want to upset somebody that you care about you don't want to disappoint somebody that you're that you love or that you look up to or whatever the case may be so I was just really shocked that a lot of people or a good amount of people were like basically shaming people pleasers and making it seem like we're these manipulative individuals when that's not the case you're going by doing that like you're creating a stigma that's going to make it hard for people pleasers to feel like again they can break that barrier of feeling insignificant or feeling like a burden or feeling inconvenient with having these big feelings because now you're telling them that what they're doing is manipulative even though they were just trying to make everyone happy. that That's it. And they, somewhere along the lines, believe that by making everyone happy, it'll make them happy because, you know, that that's what they want. When that isn't necessarily true because you're sacrificing what you truly want, what you know you need in order to please everyone else around the clock. That's when it becomes people-pleasing and that's when it becomes very unhealthy and toxic because you're not putting yourself first around the clock. You're doing all these needs and handling handling 
these wants for everyone else but where are you kind of fitting in time for yourself where are you fitting in self-care where are you fitting in your breather where are you fitting in your mind mindlessness which is something that we will be talking about soon I just kind of found out about that I didn't know it was a thing and then I realized like wow this is something I really like but yes aside from that boundary setting is very important having those boundaries keep you protected they're not walls as I said they are safety guards to help keep things in line keep things in order and make sure you're holding yourself accountable and taking up fucking space as I said taking up space because you deserve to take up space so guys I think that is the end of our daily talk this week I am so, so, so grateful to be going on this journey with you guys, to be sharing everything that I'm learning, to also be hearing what you guys are learning or to hear what you guys think. It's very important for me, obviously, for us to connect, for us to feel like this is a safe space for everyone. This is a community. This is pretty much a soul tribe, a family. I want everyone to know that you are loved. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are a beautiful individual inside and out. The universe is guiding you. Whoever higher power you believe in is with you, protecting you, surrounding you, loving you. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to have big feelings, the biggest ones in the entire world. You deserve to speak up for yourself. You deserve to be listened to. You deserve to be respected. You deserve to have your boundaries respected. I want you to know that it's okay to have people pleasing tendencies it's okay to stumble it's okay to be in this slump but what you have to focus on is getting out of it what you have to remind yourself is you can't have a meltdown and stay there it's okay to have these people pleasing tendencies as long as you are trying to work through them as long as you acknowledge that there's an issue and that it's not beneficial in the long term and you start healing your past trauma to work through that because you know you're not functioning at your most efficient if you're not being your authentic self so with that being said i hope you guys took away some good things from this episode i love you i love you i love you please let me know how you guys are doing what's going on what's new what you thought about this week's episode anything that you might want to hear in the future all right guys you know what time it is it's time for our mindfulness moment All right, let's take a deep breath. Let it out. One more. Let it out. Okay, last one. Let out all those false beliefs that you told yourself that you have to do what others want you to do in order to be loved and cared for. You don't deserve to take up space. Let it all out. All right, my lovely, lovely spiritual beings, having a human experience, sending you all the hugs and kisses, much abundance and blessings and protection. I will talk to you guys next week. All right, bye guys.